Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. up. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Two minutes to go. And a pucked up Dan Holpe watching a bad bounce out of the corner. And a shot and a save made by Braden Holpe. Oh, my. As Alex Tuck was robbed on a puck that came bouncing out of the corner. And Washington by a whisker. Still on top with 159 to go. My goodness, Braden Holpe. Off the face of the Capitals have won it. Many doubted we'd ever see it, but here it is, the return to glory. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Huddle Up Podcast. It's been a few weeks, but we are back with you, and it looks a little bit different, but we're trying out uh, we're trying out something new here, and we hope you're glad uh, to be with us. We're glad to be back with you. It is Tuesday night, uh, September the 8th. We've got tons to talk about this week, including football is back, and hockey is down to just one bubble, but make sure you check us out on social media at Huddle Up Podcast. Uh, and uh, our home network, of course, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. Uh, we also stream daily at LeibSports.com, L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. And uh, you can now catch the show on YouTube uh, if you go to tinyurl.huddleuppodyoutube. Make sure you subscribe there. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast feed both the full show and the uh, the Red Zone podcast, which shows uh, features our clips, best clips of the week. And uh, we are glad. No Matt tonight. Dave may be joining us. Otherwise, it is just me and the Sean Shine State, although not too sunny tonight, is it, Sean? No, no. Uh, sun was on its way down, and then the uh, storm clouds decided it was going to get darker a lot sooner than, than the sun had planned on. Uh, so we got some pretty good wind and rain howling out there right now, but it's dry in here, and uh, for now we still have an internet connection, so so we're live with you from uh, from St. Petersburg. Well, perfect, and and hopefully uh, hopefully we don't lose you. Uh, and if you are following along in the live video, as it says here, make sure you give it a like and a share. Get as many people in here as possible. We'd appreciate that. Um, and also uh, comment along with the show um wherever you are watching and let us know where you're watching because uh for the first time we are uh on twitter which is on periscope we are on facebook and we are on youtube so uh if you're following along on any of those please make sure you let us know where you are watching us tonight we'd appreciate that um 
All right, Sean, let's uh, let's get this thing underway here. And and obviously the big thing with, with football getting underway, um, really getting underway this weekend, there was a few college games uh, this past weekend and yesterday, um, but the really, the, really the meat of the action uh, gets underway uh, this weekend with both the NFL and college football. And the big question is like, what's it going to look and feel like? We've obviously seen the hockey bubble We've seen the basketball bubble. We've seen golf and tennis and NASCAR, and um, we've seen Major League Baseball. And they've they've filled in the stands with the cardboard cutouts. And they've each league has pumped in crowd noise to some degree. Um, and, and I know you know with college football, there's there's going to be some crowds in some places, no crowds in others, uh, socially distanced crowds. Socially, I know Notre Dame. Uh, is allowing up to I think it's like eighteen thousand um, socially distant. The 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 marching band will be there socially distant, so they're probably in the one end zone or something. Um, so it's definitely going to look and, and feel different. But you know, for me, with uh, with hockey, with basketball, with NASCAR, with golf, I you know the 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 action once the games get underway, even with baseball. I think all of these leagues have done a very good job at presenting sports as sports. And and when it comes down to, to game time and the puck drops or the, the first pitch and all of that, by the time the game gets going, I, I, I really haven't found myself, you know, really realizing the crowd's not there. Football may be different, though. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I think I think the big difference is is with hockey and and being a, you know, the smaller playing surface and and being able to kind of control your environment indoors and and really take time to set up that one bubble uh, for coverage. I think you really have an opportunity to 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 kind of streamline the angles. Um, there's very few gameplay angles I felt like in hockey. Uh, obviously, there's no one right behind the glass, but um, I think you're so close to the action with those camera angles. Um, and I'm sure the NFL is going to try their best to work on it. I just, um, I think that smaller gameplay surface and less players, um, and like, you know, the ability to cut in on the bench and have it be close. And it's, it's much easier to cut the crowd out, uh, essentially and just kind of pump that sound in. But with football, with the big stadiums, uh, especially when you talk college, you're going to hear the band, you're going to hear what fans may or may not be there. And, and people are going to want to see it. So, so you're definitely going to be pulling out. And then my question is, if they are scattered, is that going to look – I don't know what that's going to look like in my – I can't picture it. Uh, you know, obviously with baseball, they have like the um, the cutouts and things, which I thought was brilliant. Um, I thought that was really well played. But the, um, the NFL, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of holes and, and it's going to seem quieter. Uh, I hope that they do a lot of – they don't try too much with, like, moving cameras above the field or anything like that. But um, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited to watch football. I, I just – you know, is it going to feel different, um, I think, more so than than the other sports? Yeah, and I know – because I know, like, the, the Eagles, there's no – there's going to be no crowd. And I know they were selling um, – you know, they were selling the cardboard cutouts <laughs> so you can buy the cutouts there. Uh, I know that, like, the Chiefs, for example, have announced that, like, a, a limited crowd. I think the Broncos announced a limited crowd. My idiot owner was was still, uh, as of, like, last week, was, was still kind of hinting that he wants a full normal crowd, which, I mean, in, in Texas, it wouldn't really surprise me that much if there is a full 
uh, Cowboys fan crowd in attendance at 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 and T Stadium. But uh, we won't see that this week. The Cowboys are in uh, in Los Angeles at the billion dollar SoFi Stadium, which will be completely empty. Um, but yeah. should provide some interesting looks, none the least. They should just fill it with another billion dollars, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, so they we know pro- what that looks like. They, pro- I mean, they know what it looks like, and they probably have the billion dollars uh, at this point. And I know, like this past weekend, I, like I was watching a little bit of the, uh, it was like Army and Middle Tennessee State, and like the cadets were in the crowd, but I don't think there was any actual fans. Um, so that felt kind of normalish. Um, yeah. Was a marshal in the eastern Westville, Kentucky, or something? There were some people yeah, there. Louisville, Chattanooga, something, some form, some Heck. form of of uh, of of crowd was there. Um, and it it it, it was weird and kind of scary because I'm like, should there really be people? But I guess you're outside. They were kind of they were kind of spread apart. And I know Nat, Nash's car has been doing it. Um doing it for a while but i mean we're talking nascar stadiums that have capacity of like a hundred thousand you're putting in like 20 you're you're talking some of these football stadiums have you know 20 30 thousand capacity where you are you only putting in a couple of hundred i don't know um but it's going to be interesting like i said i know notre dame hosts duke this weekend there's going to be um 18 around eighteen thousand. it's it's the band students and family of the the players so um, that's going to look weird for Notre Dame Stadium because, you know, p- people can love or hate Notre Dame all you want, but one thing Notre Dame does is they never play in front of not a capacity crowd. So that is certainly going to be something new, um, something new for us. Um, but let's, uh, let's go ahead because the, the college football landscape is, is going to be very different this year. Uh, as of now, and again, this is this is September eighth. Um, no Big Ten, nope. and no Pac twelve. Uh, our Fighting Irish are no longer independent for this season. Um, they are part of the ACC. Um, the ACC and the AAC are not doing divisions within their conference this year. So, like the Big Twelve, they will be. Number one versus number two for the championship. Um, I saw, and I, I know I, I sent it to you and and Dad, uh, the ACC logo painted on the field at uh, at Notre Dame Stadium. And yeah, it just, that's interesting. It felt dirty. It feels weird. Um, it's probably going to look even weirder because there's going to probably be ACC patches on the Notre Dame jerseys this year. Probably. Um, which is just, it's going to just feel, it's going to feel strange, but then again, what hasn't in, in the year 2020. Um, so let's, uh, let's go ahead. Like I said, no big 10 champion. So let's, let's go ahead then to, um, the ACC and, and I'm going to go right along the lines with the, 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 the ACC prediction or like the, the, the expert predictions for the ACC this year. And go um, Clemson as my number one, Notre Dame as number two. I, looking over the rest of that conference, I, I just I don't see um, any real viable options out of out of those two because you know with with the ten game schedule, looking down over it, um, 
you know, even if Notre Dame or Clemson hiccup somewhere else, uh, they play each other still in November at Notre Dame Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't see any other team competing for, for the ACC. So uh, I got to give Clemson the edge. I think you know, at least what we know now, they are probably the better team. So I'll give them the number one edge, but I'll go Clemson one and Notre Dame two. Yeah, I think I'm kind of with you. I mean, obviously, as far as the two um, kind of proverbial uh, teams in there, I mean, those are the two. And, you know, the way, obviously, they've set up the interconference schedule, everybody plays, uh, at least they, they tried to get the big games on. Uh, the ACC doesn't really have anybody else to me either that I think will uh, challenge for uh, that one-two. Um, but they have a lot of sneaky, you know, teams like Pitt and, and North Carolina, Probably not NC State, but uh, you know there, there's some um, some sneaky ones in there. Um, but uh, UCF's not a USF is in there. Is that the, is that the one that's in there? That's that's Notre Dame's non-conference game. Yeah, it's Notre Dame's non-conference USF. game. USF, um, which is a sneaky game for Notre Dame. Um, but yeah, that one worries um, me a little. <laughs> it's a little it's a little scary. At least it's uh, at least it's at home. But um, I don't know. I see a lot of stairs when Notre Dame's able to you know upset Clemson. Uh, especially with it being at home, uh, it's just kind of one of those. Uh, I, I think a lot of those scenarios are Notre Dame loses one and needs the game to stay alive. Right. Um, but I, I think I think if both teams are going to roll through unbeaten, which is probably the case, um, based on defense and running games, I, I think you're right. I think Clemson's going to edge them, um, hopefully close, and then um, and you get the two teams, um, both kind of with a with a shot at, at being in that, in that playoff picture, um, assuming it's the loser's only loss. Cause that's probably going to be your marquee game for the year, uh, depending how other conferences finish. Obviously the SEC has got a couple that we can talk about when we get there, but um, that could be the marquee kind of one, two ish matchup of the, uh, of the year. Yeah. And because, and yeah, obviously we'll, we'll touch on the SEC, but because the ACC is, is pretty much like we said, I think, Notre Dame, Clemson, and and kind of everybody else. There's some, there's some other good teams. I don't I don't want to I don't want to just automatically say that, that there's no other good teams because there are that could potentially hiccup Notre Dame or Clemson because I think Clemson had a few guys that opted out. And again, as as will be the case with all conferences, you're gonna have that that situation of a potential COVID nineteen positive player players. Some mm-hmm. sort of outbreak. I mean, I think what was it, Auburn or Georgia? I think had, um, you know, at, at least I think it was Auburn last week had multiple players. I want to say it was a, upwards of forty between positives and contacts that were mm-hmm. that had to sit out. Or Tennessee it was either Tennessee or Auburn. Somebody in the SEC. Shocking, um, but you know, so you're going to have that play play into things as well. Um, but. The SEC is going to have multiple teams that are going to play each other, potentially knock each other out that we've seen in other years. So, so I think the Notre Dame Clemson, if they if they don't get tripped up anywhere else, could be probably the only time. And we'll we'll get to our playoff predictions where you have you know the two teams that played each other in November, the loser still gets in um, to a championship game, and then could potentially see each other. Uh, a third time in the college football playoff, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, speaking of the SEC, um, this one's still West versus East, and for me, um, you know, I have Georgia coming out of the West. I think I think that one 
still fairly easy. And then the East, uh, as it has for the last couple of years, is going to come down to Alabama and LSU. Um, you know, LSU, of course, losing Joe Burrow, losing a number of players, and, and having a, having some players opt out this year. Um, you know, based on the 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 potential for the you know the disrupted season and the potential for getting sick, getting hurt, and just looking ahead towards the uh, towards the draft for next year. Um, so I actually have Alabama edging out LSU coming out of the East, um, just because I I think that you know based on what we know and and that they are kind of operating closer to full volume that that Alabama is the the stud there. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at the West there, uh, Alabama, they're obviously going to be the um, kind of proverbial pick. Um, I'm not as high on LSU. I, I think, um, you know, and I've, I've been kind of researching around, and it sounds like there are some writers out there that agree with me. I think the fall off from Joe Burrow leaving and uh, that kind of like, you know, lasting high from last year's national title, a little bit change in schedule, the way things are looking. Uh, like you said, teams down there, um, you know, kind of, swapping viruses around I don't, I don't know it seems to be the hotbed down here uh in the southeast part of the country um yeah and and, and georgia kind of benefits because i think with a lot of the power being in the west georgia plays a lot less of them uh and and kind of gets that easier road um and in the shortened schedule i don't know how that helps them come playoff time obviously they'll have a sec title game but they may need to win that uh to have a shot at getting in um, but, but, uh, I don't really see anybody on that schedule. I mean, unless somebody manages like an LSU to have one big game, um, and knock them off or maybe something in the, the iron bowl, you know, you, you get that one game that, that kind of knocks you down a peg, uh, you know, it, it may not even affect it. They, they lose one game, but win the ch- title game, they're probably still in. So, um, Alabama at this point, uh, the one pro they have going on is if they do have an off year, people may not notice, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because people have such high expectations going in, and, and even if they struggle in some games, as long as they're winning, uh, people are just going to assume that other teams played up to their level. Um, and we've seen that in the SEC here for years uh, with, with, with them and with other teams, and, and I, don't, I don't know what that means. Um, you know, I'm not discrediting Alabama or Nick Saban. I'm just saying if they did have a bad year coming, would we even notice, uh, you know, short of them getting knocked off two or three times throughout the year? Um, I don't see anybody beating them this year, shortened season. Uh, they should be able to just hammer right through them. If there's a team that knows how to win a bunch in a row, it's them. Um, and I don't know if you want me to go into a title game there, but um, but I have them playing against Georgia in that title game. And um, Who was that, Alabama? Alabama, Georgia, yeah, in that title game. And I don't think LSU is going to be real close in the West. I think I think it's pretty much a dead, you know, two teams running away with each half down there. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it's it's been a, it's been a fairly easy conference to predict uh, yeah. over the last couple of years, and until somebody else jumps up and 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 grabs that ring, it just it's going to be one in the same. Uh, again, no Pac-12, so we can jump right over the Pac-12. Um, they, I think, are still maybe hoping to play in in the winter spring i i have no idea or maybe they're just going to write everything off yeah. i don't i don't see how how playing in january is going to do anything beneficial for anybody um because you know your your playoffs are still going to be determined as normal uh so then let's jump to the big 12 and and again i think this one to me fairly easy i think i think you're looking um at 
Oklahoma and you're looking at Texas. I mean, you, you you can always get some of those weird games. Like when you when you get into the schedule, and obviously this year again, conference only schedule. Um, you know, you're you're going to see the o- Oklahoma, Oklahoma State stuff like that. Um, you know, somebody might trip somebody up somewhere. Um, but until I see it happen, I- I'm going to go Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma one, Texas two. Um, and, and, you know, you get the red river, red river rivalry, easy for me to say after drinking a couple, um, I think you're going to, you're going to sit there and you're going to see those teams and it's going to play out. Um, I think Oklahoma is the best team, but I have Oklahoma one tech, Texas two. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of, um, a lot of good teams out there. I, I don't know how many of them are great. Uh, I did want to add, I, I forgot to point out in the SEC, a team that I think is kind of sneaky in there. Are they going to challenge Alabama? Probably not. Would be uh, Texas A&M. I think that they had a pretty solid defensive unit last year. I think they have a lot of speed uh, on offense. And it's, it's one of those teams that, you know, because of the low expectations or the low hype, uh, is going to pretty much need to run the table. Um, but with it being a, you know, conference record, if you can yeah. snag one in Tuscaloosa, um you got as good a chance to play George as anybody else. So that would be my sneaky team. Um, but in the Big 12 uh, beyond, like there's some players I like. like Oklahoma State's got a running back that's going to challenge for the Heisman, and, and they have a lot of speed there. And Baylor's got a lot of good, great defensive speed. But but you're right. I, I just don't see a lot. I, I think Texas has the skill set to beat Oklahoma. I think you could see them win uh, the Red River shootout. But um, – I think there's a chance that they win that Red River shootout, still lose uh, over the course of the season another time or two and end up behind Oklahoma. Um, but with that title game scenario, those two could end up playing, right? Those two in the Yeah, in the yeah. The, the Big 12, I mean, every year uh, is, is number one versus number two. There's no That's what I thought. Yeah, there's so no I, I think maybe they, you know, I don't know. I mean, if Texas loses to Oklahoma, the nice thing for them is people expect them to lose to Oklahoma. You can <laughs> just kind of go on a run after the fact. Um, but I, I think you're going to go Oklahoma one. You're going to go Texas two. Um, I would secretly like to see Texas lose the regular season matchup, only for Texas to win to win on the comeback. The, 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 the comeback uh, that would be my kind of dream match. I would love to see Texas football. Um, relevant enough the downside is for the big 12 if, if texas does get that win i don't know if they're going to have the um i don't know if they're going to have the, the the resume to get into that playoff i think you're only real they would have to be undefeated out of the big 12 whoever comes out of there probably it, and it's just it's, it's going to be hard to tell this year because you're not going to have you know you all you're not going to have ohio state or or yeah. or, or wisconsin you're not going to have a big 10 winner up there yeah. near the top yeah. you're, you're not going to i mean the Pac-12 has has tried to make their way towards the playoff uh, a couple of times. I think Washington got in the one year. You're not going to have them this year, so maybe it, maybe that one loss uh, Big 12 team. But I think it I think it's got to be Texas. They can't lose big to Oklahoma if they're going to lose to them and then get them on the comeback. Oklahoma, I think, could survive a loss in the regular season to get them in the in the the title game. Because Oklahoma is so high to, to start the year. Yeah, um, that, that quarterback, I think they're starting a freshman this year. Yeah. Uh, supposedly um, kind of in the same build and make as a, as a Baker Mayfield or that kind of, uh, you know. But that offense has always been a plug and play oh, as long absolutely. as they have the right skill set. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I think we're on the same page. You know, I'm tired of agreeing with you on everything, but we're picking <laughs> conferences that, you know, um, 
you know, just for kicks, maybe I'll go Texas one, Oklahoma two. <laughs> just, um, just to really mix it up. You know? Oh well, we got it. We got a question here. We got a question from Jason. He asks, uh, which conference would you most like to see uh, Notre Dame join? Uh, and the easy answer, uh, Jason, is none. Um, yeah, but that's the answer. That's the that's the correct answer. That's not the question, though. Yeah. Um, if if I had to if I had to pick one, I mean, I guess I would I would probably uh, keep it in the in the ACC. I mean, all of their other sports are there, but I mean, growing up, you know, Notre Dame played a lot more. Uh, you know, before they had the ACC tie-in, they had um, they had a, a lot of games with. Michigan and Michigan State and Purdue and uh, Northwestern sprinkled in from time to time and an occasional matchup from the mid nineties with Ohio State, which I think I think Ohio State they had signed that deal in like two thousand four two thousand five for like the you know twenty twenty two twenty twenty three that that's not too far away you know so a couple oh. of years down the road we do have Ohio State waiting um, waiting in the wings. Um, so, so maybe the Big Ten. Uh, if Notre Dame were to join, because you get some of those those fun midwestern uh, those fun midwestern rivalries uh, back in the mix, and and um, you know, like Notre Dame Nebraska, what could be some fun. But uh, the actual answer is none. But Sean, I'll, I'll I'll feed the question to you as well. Yeah, I think um, you know certainly not the Big Twelve. Uh, I mean, I think it'd be fun for the first few years while your defensive players were still there. <laughs> uh, but it's so hard to recruit defensive players in the Big 12 because all the teams focus on offense so much. Defenders are afraid to play there. Um, I don't know. Like you said, ACC would be cool. I, I think Big Ten's probably your pick, even though I have kind of qualms about that because of, uh, you know, historically in the past, Notre Dame at times had asked to join that conference, was told no. Uh, and now I think there's a standoff and it's never going to happen. No. But for that same rivalry reason, you, you didn't mention even in Indiana, um, you know, you have you have the in-state rivalries with them and Purdue. Uh, Notre Dame has a trophy they play for with Michigan, with Michigan State. Um, I don't think Purdue they have one all. with Michigan. They have one with Purdue. They have one with Michigan State. Michigan, I don't know if that's for one. I know Michigan State is the – No, because the, the, the funny thing about Notre Dame-Michigan, and everybody ties them so much together, obviously two winningest programs um, in college yeah. football history, the, the stadium, Notre Dame Stadium – um, now they do look a little bit different now as both stadiums were um, renovated and, and added on to with the, the boxes and whatnot. But the the original footprint of the two, Notre Dame took the design of, of the big house and, and uh, made their own. But if you look at Notre Dame has only played Michigan. I think it's only, you know, 20 something times in, in the, the, the history of those yeah, two schools. Um, you know, you know, it might be selfish to want them to play Penn State. You know, having grown up in that area and, and you know knowing that series is still tied all time. Yeah. Um, but I, I still don't think I picked the Big Ten. I think I got a lot of issues there. I think the way Notre Dame's built their program and with a lot of speed on offense, um, you know, possession, uh, running the ball, uh, and you know, kind of quick pass rushing and speed on defense. I think the Pac-12 could be really fun and and logistically, you know, travel wise, does it make sense? No. Um, but I think it'd be a fun, fun one to do. It'd be a kind of chance to, I mean, challenge for a, a conference title every year. But you're still going to get some marquee matchups at times, and, and a chance to play for, um, for a national title every year. And you get that rivalry with USC still hanging in there. Can play them every year. So yeah, and and that's going to be something weird this year. Uh, no, yeah. no USC Notre Dame, no Stanford Notre Dame. 
no Navy Notre Dame. The first time in our lifetime um, that that Navy and and Notre yeah. Dame have have not played in a season. Crazy. So, uh, and that game was supposed to be last weekend in Ireland. Um, but then obviously you know, back in the spring that it shifted. They were going to play it in Annapolis, which Notre Dame's never played at the Naval Academy. Um, right, and then it's interesting. And then with the uh, with the 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 conference only thing, and and they couldn't get it worked out. So uh, no Notre Dame Navy, which which is going to feel weird in itself. So uh, let's go to the AAC, the uh, American Athletic Conference, um, where UCF has kind of reigned supreme for the past uh, couple of years. Uh, I have them coming in at number two. I actually have Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati um, has been uh, has has been really putting uh putting their program back together uh post Brian Kelly and they've been uh you know silently getting better so I, I like uh Cincinnati coming in at number one and UCF uh coming in at number two in the uh in the AAC all right um well because I have like three teams pretty much at the top of this one I'm just going to go a different route uh, <laughs> I, uh defense usually wins championships so I like uh I do like Cincinnati's defensive unit there but uh I think um I think UCF um falls they're gonna Ooh. drop out I'm gonna be in the top two I like Cincinnati and I like Memphis um Memphis, of course, would be winning probably more with their offense than with their defense. But I think Memphis is a, a team that's, you know, people talk about UCF kind of running wild in there. I think Memphis has had some big wins over the last few years. And I think that um, they're kind of poised to make that run. They're going to have to string some together like they haven't been able to do. Um, but maybe this is the year to do it. Uh, so, you know, you get that win against Cincinnati. That's going to be a real big jump for them. And, um, yeah, I'll take I'll take Memphis out of there. And uh, I think if they can run the table uh, with the offensive numbers that they put up and get out of that conference unscathed, which is unlikely, but maybe even with just one loss to one of those other two teams, I think Memphis, depending how things shake up with wins and losses, um, could be one of those two bubble teams or challenging to get in there to that four. I think I'm going to have them right there in the top six when the year's all done. Wow. Okay. So that you had Memphis and who else was the 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 other team for the championship there? Uh, I guess Memphis Cincinnati since I s- officially on record said that UCF would get bumped out. So I guess Cincinnati's in there with them. All right, there we go. Um all right, let's crystal ball it a little bit here. We're going to look at the Heisman Trophy and then predict uh our top 4 teams that will make it to the college football playoff. Uh I have Trevor Lawrence uh and and I know it's probably cheap and easy, but who? Uh, the uh the quarterback from from Clemson uh, Trevor yeah. Lawrence as your Heisman Trophy winner. Um, you know, I predicted him last year, ended up not uh, winning the Heisman, but um, w- with everything else going on, no Ohio State in the mix and, and no nobody coming out of the Pac-12, no running back from Wisconsin because I figure they just probably have a great running back. Um, probably. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, you, you, LSU I think is going to hurt a little bit. And, again, when we're talking about – the Heisman Trophy it has kind of become the best player on the best team, and I think that's that's for the regular season going to be Clemson. Yeah, and Lawrence is a hard one to argue against, and I think as long as he has a year anything like what he's had before, uh, it's going to take a pretty dynamite season somewhere else. Now, having said that, if a team like Notre Dame winds up running the table, including a win against Clemson, arguably twice, um, 
you know, I, I think, I mean, even if they exchange with Notre Dame and, and, you know, you got guys like Ian book or Ian book that has a chance to, to Absolutely. make a name. Um, now he's lost some pieces of wide receiver. There's plenty of speed on that team to kind of back it up. Uh, but you have a lot of those question marks. I think the quarterback from Oklahoma, uh, what's his name? Rattler, which I really like. It's a um, great name for a big 12 quarterback. Great name for the big 12. Yeah. Rattler. Especially in that Red Rivers. Rattler. Beautiful. Yeah. Would have been better at Texas, but you know, right, you take, Rattler, what, take Texas what you Rattlesnake would have been would have been spot on. Uh, I think he's going to challenge for it, and I think you're going to have a running back or two. Um, it's going to be really easy to see what running backs are able to do for the team. But I don't like to agree with you on a Heisman, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take a stab here. I'm going to say that he does win, but I think some of your finalists are going to surprise you, and they may even be from smaller schools like a Memphis that sneaks in, uh, or some of that. You're going to have some. You know, shortened season gives some of these smaller schools a chance to really uh, let their players fly. You know, they don't have to yeah. play those out-of-conference games and get beat around by a bigger team. I, I think um, I, I'm going to go with that. I'll stick with you. All right, so the, the college football playoff bowl games this year are the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Um, they, they they don't designate beforehand um, which one hosts the, the one versus four and which one hosts the – uh, two versus three. So I'm just gonna go, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the one versus four matchup, um, with the sugar or with the Rose Bowl, the two versus three, uh, with the uh, with the Sugar Bowl. So, um, I'm gonna have Clemson as my number one. Um, you know, I think they're gonna get through the year. Uh, probably. Uh, I I I'm gonna have Notre Dame beating them in um in November at Notre Dame Stadium, but I'm going to Clemson come back and win uh, in the ACC title game, which because where Notre Dame will be, will have will be a strong enough win to vault them back up to number one. Uh, I have Oklahoma at four. And then in my, uh, in my Sugar Bowl, I have Alabama at two. Notre Dame coming off the loss in the ACC title game as my number three. So Clemson, Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl, Bama versus Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl, uh, which is already giving my hand a hand a tremble because uh, the last time Notre Dame met uh, Alabama in that stadium, it did not. Uh, I think it was. Oh no, that was in that was at the Orange Bowl. But either way, uh, it still kind of makes my hand shake a little. <laughs> so who who is your college football playoff? So you had you had what you had Clemson, Oklahoma. Yes, and then Bama Notre Dame. Well, that's embarrassing. I feel I should mix this up. Uh, <laughs> no, mine are in a slightly different order. However, uh, they are slightly different order. I had um, see, I didn't know because I, I was back and forth on Oklahoma and Georgia. I'm like, <laughs> do I put? But if I go Georgia, I'm going to have two SC, two ACC, two um, SEC, SEC, which is entirely possible. Yeah. And I, and I was like, is that going to be like just – but that involves all of them being up near the top four, and then how does Oklahoma get knocked out, that kind of thing. But I don't – I have Texas beating Oklahoma, so I don't know how I feel about that. Really, really mixed my things up. Uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna do my, my crazy one. I'm going to take Georgia in there. I'm going to throw them in. Uh, I have, though, I have um, my two, three would be – Clemson at two, Georgia at three, playing at that one. And my one four would be Alabama, Notre Dame. I think with their exchange, the Clemson, Notre Dame exchanging losses, throwing that around, I think doesn't allow either of them to vault to one. I think Alabama is going to run that show. 
Uh, like I said, hopefully they wind up losing to like a Georgia somewhere along the line, but probably not going to happen. So uh, I'm going to go with um, um, I'm going to go with them at one, Notre Dame at four. Uh, did you did you have the progression happening, or just naming your one through four? No, I, I played it out. I have Clemson and Alabama in the in the national title game. Um, I have Clemson winning fairly soundly against Oklahoma. I, I have Notre Dame and Alabama being close. Uh, which, uh, you know, that worked well last time. Um, but I have Clemson as your national champion. I, I still think they're your best team in college football until proven otherwise. Um, so I'll, I'll just, I'll go, I'm going to go easy on this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to, I want, I, I, I want to take Notre Dame real bad. I really do. I know. I, I don't want to speak there. it into existence because like, but how I would love it if the you know if like they, they would have to beat Alabama with a running game is pretty much and I don't know if I like the style uh, to beat Alabama, uh, so I'll take Alabama probably not close but we're gonna call it close for the record and um, I too will take Clemson for the same uh, same title game Clemson Alabama I think it's a hair closer I don't think Alabama wants to get embarrassed out there um, like like last time <laughs> man. I think Alabama is going to give them a run. I think it's lower scoring. I think Alabama comes in with a game plan to neutralize Lawrence, which is easier said than done. Uh, and it's a defensive battle. Uh, but I think I think in that defensive battle, Clemson's defense just reigns supreme uh, like they do in the swamp. And I think I take uh, Clemson in a, a nail-biter and a much better rated <laughs> and remembered national title game. Uh, but I got Clemson repeating too, and I hate to agree with you on that. I just, yeah, it, there's not enough uh, surprise teams, and I was going to throw Memphis in my four. I have Memphis and Texas in my. We'll put those as my last six. Not Oklahoma. Oklahoma falls to Texas. Texas. Very good. Yeah, and again, it's it's because it's one of those situations where you know you're, you're you don't have you don't have that uh, USC Clemson matchup. You don't have that. Uh, you know, Alabama, you know, you don't have those Florida, Florida states that are these out of conference, right? Sometimes rivalry games that result in, in a shocking loss. You have these conference matchups, which as we've seen over the years, um, the big 12 is kind of ruled by two dogs. The sec is ruled by three, but really just one of them. Uh, the ACC has been ruled by one, but now you have the Notre Dame in the mix. So I feel like it's, it's without until proven otherwise, it's just it is easier to just go with what we uh, with what we know. Right, and just to be clear, because you didn't ask me to predict that five six fall off, uh, that that Big Twelve is is the slash. It's whoever winds up winning. I think I predicted Oklahoma, but I said Texas had a shot. Whoever that slash is is your five, and uh, Memphis coming out of that AAC solid six. All right, so let's uh, let's transition to the NFL. Obviously, just two days away now from the official start of the NFL season. Um, but uh, I was listening to CBS Sports Radio the other night, and the the question was on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you? Uh, like, f- how excited are you for the NFL season? Um, for me, I was kind of like, I, I it doesn't even feel like. Like football season, I'm sitting here with on my other screen, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we're talking about the start of football in a couple of days. Obviously, this whole year has been ass over tea kettle, um, and 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 here we are. So, you know, I, I'm I'm going. I was at like a two, maybe a three, 
And then I had two fantasy drafts on Sunday, so I'm like, you know, maybe maybe now it's like it, it's worked up to like, you know, a six, six and a half. I'm sure like come Sunday, I'm I'm gonna be a lot more into it. Um, cause like Thursday nights I have the wrestling podcast. So like, I don't usually watch Thursday night football, but I'm sure it comes Saturday. I'm gonna watch Notre Dame and it comes Sunday. I'm going to, you know, have the red zone channel. I'm just, it's going to feel like an NFL Sunday. I can at least distract myself, uh, from the fire that the, the, the world has become outside. Um, you know, just get excited about football. So I'm like, I'm sure come Sunday, I'll be rushed up to like a 10 or 10 or 11 out of, out of, out of 10. But Sean, how, how excited are you? That two days from now is our first NFL Thursday. This coming Sunday is our first NFL Sunday of the uh, of the season. Ten, solid ten, a t- solid ten. Ten, a fucking I don't know ten. What it's, it's a ten. It's a ten. It's a ten out of ten. It's an eleven. It's a. I've turned it up to eleven. Um, we um may have a different look to football. I don't know what the crowd's going to look like. I don't know what the the mics are going to sound like. I don't know how many officials are going to be on the field. <laughs> but the one thing the XFL taught me was I can get into pretty much any football game as long as it's somewhat competitive. I don't care who's playing. So half the teams want to get COVID outbreaks and bring in replacement players. Bring it on. I'll sign new fantasy. Keanu players. Reeves at quarterback, baby. <laughs> I don't care who it is. You know. Yeah, but I, I, I just, uh, I was kind of with you a few weeks ago. I was like, it's never going to happen, and I, I think I predicted a no for sure uh, on football, and I was clearly wrong. Uh, but yeah, I don't see, um, I don't see any reason not to be excited. I mean, you, you have no COVID outbreaks at least through your big names. Uh, the stars, people are going to want to tune in to watch. They all seem like they're going to play this weekend, uh, minus a few with uh, lingering uh, other injuries, uh, but. To this point, it seems like with a lack of a plan, the teams have managed to keep it together on their own, and I'm, I'm ready, man. Well, the, Get and me the, going. And that's another thing too is is you know I'll I'll give the NFL teams credit here because you know the report was out today, only one positive this week. Uh, in the last month, there's only been five positives as it comes uh, to players, and all, all have seemed to have recovered. Um, you know, and, and that's been the thing we talk about. Like, will the season start? And if it starts, will it finish? Um, that, that's kind of been the big question, too. Um, you know, we've seen baseball kind of maybe finally get their shit together. Uh, players kind of policing themselves and, and not, you know, going to going to casinos and going to uh, strip clubs and things like that and, and, and putting themselves into situations you know, again, the you know the the hockey and basketball they've been in a bubble, so they've they've been able to, you know, NHL yesterday was six straight weeks without one positive uh, COVID test, which you know is, is impressive. You know, the NFL they you know like as we talked about is, is going to be a lot harder to to bubble, um, you know, so they kind of have to be responsible for themselves, and so far they have been. Um, and but and it, and if they the can, major difference to this point is at no point has a team. Um, you know, they've done a, I think they did a couple scrimmages this week, but I don't know if that was just, you know, within, um, within teams, uh, you know, on their own facility, but we haven't had all the traveling yet. And I think the big fear with going to stadium to stadium, especially if some have fans in them, um, you know, what, what's that scenario like, you know, what's the virus act like inside a dome? Like, is that, that, it's a larger space, but there's more people. So it's like how logic, how how logistic is it? 
for it to travel down to the field, get a hit a player, land on a cameraman. I don't know how the virus spreads. And maybe 100%. they're gonna maybe they'll put plexiglass because I know the WWE did this uh, when they had fans at their their training center. Um, not just they had the, the barricades, but they also had plexiglass well, above the barricades. So maybe you do that. So you know the fans can spread it to themselves, but they don't spread it to right. the players. You guys, the riffraff are on your own. You guys aren't worth near the money. You guys make your own choices. You want to come to the games, you put yourself at risk. And I'm yeah, sure you better believe it. If I'm if I'm the Arizona Cardinals and I just unloaded all that money onto DeAndre Hopkins, the last thing I want is him getting breathed on by fifteen thousand <laughs> exactly. people in Atlanta or New Orleans. You know what I mean? So I don't think that's you know, you know, and is it going to be better in, you know, southern states with a dome versus Minnesota where flu season probably starts last week? Right, uh, and they're know. coming inside and bringing all their sneezes and sniffles. Uh, I don't know. Whatever it is, I'm excited. So do, I, I but, think but the question, the question is, do you think that the that the you know NFL starting this week? We know that oh. we've gotten to yes. we've gotten there. Will the NFL season finish as scheduled, or will they have to? Pause it, re, you know, restart later or something like that. Do you think the NFL season will finish on time? Well, I think if there's anything that this has proven to me is that the NFL, at the very least, will pause and resume. That will be the the end all. I don't think there's a point where they're calling the season. Um, I think, you know, if anything, if you start to see cases rise, Goodell's going to up the number of practice team players to get reserves in essentially a team bubble. I'd like to see him put that in place where – at the very least, like your reserves can't go anywhere, which is asking a lot from guys that aren't getting to play on Sunday. But I don't know. I mean, you just I, I think if you're going to compare it to anything, you got to compare it to Major League Baseball, because um, that's the other sport that that has done the traveling. And you've seen teams get shut down and it's done horrific things to the schedule where, where one team's not playing for two weeks and another one's not playing for a week and a half. And you got to kind of shuffle these games around and play double headers. Well, you don't have that option in the NFL. You can't like make up games on a Wednesday and then ask both teams to like play again on Sunday. It doesn't work. Uh, so, so I think, you know, at any point it gets that bad, you're going to have to suspend, but teams are just going to have to be aware that if this is a money-making machine, you better have practice players up to speed because there's a good chance you get three or four starters that get it. And you got to quarantine the guys that roomed with them or played with them or, you might be fielding a team full of bees the following week. Uh, so it could get pretty interesting. Um, but um, I think college football is the one that. That I one is, is in risk. more trouble, I think, because. And I mean, the big thing for me is, is you can, in the NFL, like you can be like 15,000 tickets, uh, cut off all the other cars, blah, 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 like no tailgating, whatever you want to do. You have a lot more control over your facility. These colleges are playing on a college campus. And I don't know if you've ever been on a college campus, James. Um, I have. It's very hard to tell those kids not to do something. Because right. I mean, not me and you. We we followed the rules entirely. Oh, we were perfect uh, angels to a, to a T, um, a really small T. But we, um, I mean, you're seeing it already. Like the kids went back to school. These schools are closing because, like, campus party here. Uh, you know, campus party there. Sean, uh, I saw I saw a, a I saw a picture today of a, I believe it was These a sor- kids are not gonna a, social distance a sorority house camp. at the University of Georgia and yes. they had they had made a sign that said covid positive but at least we don't go to Auburn. <laughs> so that's I mean I like that I, I got to say I I completely agree I love the spirit the, of the thing. Yeah, it's right there. They're really firing on all cylinders but um doesn't mean you're not stupid. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can agree with the sentiment of like, 
you know, the, the, the confidence to take a bull on head on, but it doesn't mean I'm getting in the ring. Right. Like the head running head. of the bulls. I mean, that takes balls, but it's not smart. <laughs> it's not a smart play. That bull's easily five, six, <laughs> going seven to times. Kill you. It's going to kill you. Once you dead. Yeah. And, um, and I will say but, this, I will say this about, um, the cause, the COVID positives to date that have been in at least, uh, with college athletes, college football athletes, there has not been one hospitalization, so they've all been right. able to recover. So that, that that is a good thing, but it, it, in terms of the the potential to shut teams down, not a good thing. Right. So I think you know, unless colleges are really going to make an effort to keep kids funneled away, because I mean, you can tell. You know, I, I'm going looking back at like that 18 to 21 kind of age bracket, and they say, well, there's no tickets to the games, no fans, no no, no students allowed. I'm going to try to, you know, drink and party as close right. to that stadium as I can. Or I'm gonna you just go to a house be, in you know, town and you party yeah. there while the game's on. You yeah. put a TV outside and you have a kegger in, in, in the backyard. To downtown to burn the town down. Right. You know, like, you know, and I know like South Bend, Notre Dame is, is kind of a, contained on its own monster. But you go to Ann Arbor, which, I mean, there's no Michigan games, but. You know, you go to Tuscaloosa, you go to Tallahassee, you go – these towns, they're college towns. These kids, like – Right. If you tell the fraternity row at Alabama that they can't – They can't to get the game, together to watch it. drink outside fraternity row. Yeah. Yeah, it's – it's In hordes of thousands. Yeah. Everyone that would have gone to that game it's is just, just going to go to the party. Yeah. And be in an even closer space. So, I, I just – it's not an age group that's very good for being responsible. It's not an age group that's very no. good for following directions or orders. So I don't think that, that the, the, the mass of college football fans, um, and no shot of people from the South, but a little bit of a shot of people from the South, from what I've seen, um, <laughs> they also aren't very good at following directions. I mean, you live in the South now. so I live down here. I watch people going, you will die if you get within six feet of each other. And they'll be like, heck with that. Let's make out with that guy. And then... <laughs> everybody's got the virus. And so. I mean, that's what I said from the beginning. And I'm not, I'm not faulting any, you know, the, the big 10 and the, and the PAC 12, you know, that they're trying to play. They're trying to figure out, I'm not faulting them for wanting to play high school athletes in Michigan are playing football. High school athletes in, in Ohio are playing NFL athletes are playing in these States and in college can, I think the NCAA screwed up by going, and eh, it's up to you guys, but that, that, that's another tale in and of itself. Um, you know, it's, you know, I just know that when I was in college, uh, I, you know, not me again, not me. I knew a lot of people that like, if you told them they can't do something like drink in the dorms, cause we're at a dry campus, guess what people did drank in the dorms, you know, you know, you can't, you can't do this. You can't do, you can't tell a college, college athlete, college student what to do. And I know Brian Kelly on a press conference had said, um, or on a, on, he called into Dan Patrick show like a month ago and he, you know, he said, how, how are you, how are you managing this? He goes, well, we can only do so much. It's up to players, the police themselves. Like if you hear a guy talking in a, in a team meeting or after practice, they're going to this party, you have to stand up and you have to say, Hey man, if you do that, you know, you're putting our season at risk, which, you know, it's, that's not happening in every locker room across the country. It just isn't. No. Like at some places it might, and even even if it does, like they're just gonna buzz them up, be like, I don't care, I'm going. I want to go drink. I want to go hang out with my friends. I want to do what college kids do. But anyway, so let's go, Sean. Let's make our NFL uh, predictions for the season, and then we are going to do 
over under win totals for the year. We'll go rapid fire on those uh, okay. team I'm by team. All right, got you. Um, so I'm going to give mine. I'm going to start in the NFC. Uh, I'm going to go the NFC East. Uh, I'm going to go Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I know that um, much like last year, much like probably the last couple of years, it's a two-dog race. It's the Cowboys and it's the Eagles. The Cowboys, obviously, they added some pieces, whole new coaching staff. Thank God. Um, but I, without having preseason, I don't know what this Cowboys team is. I know there's a lot of people high on them. I'm excited. Mike McCarthy announced yesterday that uh, there is no like full season captains. He's he's bringing the thing that he did in Green Bay. Weekly captains voted on by the team because he said it takes team to win, not individual players. I love that. I absolutely love that. But I just don't know what the Cowboys are. So I think the Eagles, to me, are the favorite to win the division. Uh, NFC North, I like Minnesota. I think Green Bay is going to fall hard this year. I think the LaFleur Aaron Rodgers experiment is going to go continue to fall apart. I like Minnesota. The South, I think the South could end up being maybe the best division in the NFL. Uh, but I like the Saints uh, to win that division. And then the 49ers, I think, are still the class of the NFC West. And now this year, three uh, wild card teams. That was the part of the new CBA. Uh, only the number one seed in each conference gets the bye. Uh, three wild card teams this year. So my first wild card team are the Tom, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady and that offense they're putting together. Even if they have half a defense, they're going to be in great shape uh, down there in Tampa Bay. And I like the Cowboys as my number two. Um, I think the Cowboys easily are, are going to be a playoff team. They could potentially win the division, uh, but they're going to make the playoffs. And then my number three, I actually like the Chicago Bears. Um, you, know, I, you know, like I said, I think the Packers are going to stumble. I think that the NFC West is just going to beat themselves up. And I like Mitch Trubisky, shockingly, to uh, figure out his ass from a hole in the ground and, and put together a solid season. I like the Chicago Bears sneaking in as the third wildcard team in the NFC. So, Sean, we'll, we'll, we'll go to you uh, with your NFC division and wildcard picks first. All right, I'm doing a little bit of editing because I had some, like, mix-ins because yours are way too close to mine. <laughs> so we're going to mix them up here a little bit. Um the East, I'm going to agree with you. Shocker. Because I got you know, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I don't think it's um, going to be a thing. I know you were talking about that that kind of team mentality in Dallas, and I think there's definitely a turn around the corner. But I just don't know if it's the corner. You know, when you look at what those players are used to and you look at the kind of players, you know, the, the kind of um, press and, and media guys like uh, Dak and Zeke have, have seemed to, to get and, and – I mean, I'm not going to try to say I know the guys personally, but I'm just saying what I see uh, behavior-wise, um, you know, that like no season-long captains, are they going to like that? Like, you know, is it, you know, are they going to just kind of go along with it, or is it like, wait, this was my show? Um, I could see Dak guy, being I, okay with it. it. Potentially Zeke, it might, right. might, but you, you don't know. You don't know. And Amari Cooper, sometimes he's a team player, other times he's a diva. So oh, yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> You have a lot of personalities on the team, and, and Mike McCarthy historically does not like personalities, which makes it a strange career choice for him. But um, 
better we'll than the clapper. Better yeah. than the clapper. No, I don't think it's better than that. We'll <laughs> um, but uh, I'll take Philly, despite uh, starting the season with um, middle of the middle of the pack kind of rubble at wide receiver. But we're going <laughs> to fight through the first few games, and we're going to win the East. Um, I, I'm going to roll with you in the North. I think Minnesota's the. You know, I think it's pretty strong. Um, Strong division, at least on paper, but I think when the dust clears, I think there's going to be a pretty good gap between one and two there. And um, I, I really wanted to switch up my my Tampa Bay New Orleans and have Tampa winning the South. Um, <laughs> but I, I too like you're New the, Orleans. You're getting the fever yeah. down there, even though you're an Eagles fan. I, I feel like Everybody's, you're getting a bit of the well, fever. The thing is, it's funny because the fans here on like hockey and now with the Rays are very, very overconfident oh now, christ i bet last night with that eight two win week. with the the oh, lightning God. is just unbelievable it was brutal on in the morning on the way to school today but uh we um yeah they're, they're pretty high on everything and um but i think they're afraid to be high on the buccaneers <laughs> as a fan base <laughs> that's fair rightly so um but you know just because and you know what just because i also have san francisco remaining on top of the west just to because I have both going to the playoffs anyway, I'm going to take Tampa, Tampa Bay uh, to win the South, and I'm going to put New Orleans as my first wild card team. Um, I still don't have my third wild card team written in; it's it's still bouncing around. The trouble with the NFC is this: uh, unlike the AFC, where it's like there's a couple more, I think, harder to pick divisions. I don't think there's as many middle of the road teams in the AFC. I think there's a lot more right. parity. And in the NFC, there's no room for error. Yeah, like if you're not going to win your division, that yeah. wild card. I think you're going to have like New Orleans as the number one wild card might only be two games better than three or four teams that don't get. Yeah, it. it's 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 a tight window. Like you know, all three of your wild card teams might be ten and six. Yeah, so I don't think you have a lot of room for error there. Um, I'm going to take my second wild card team. I don't always like doing it, especially because they're coached, but I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks here. I think with the um, – I think anytime Russell Wilson's at the helm, that's going to help. I think they've made some moves on defense to try to get back to where they used to be. And um, I think the signing of a guy like Josh Gordon and, and those things, when you're taking those kind of steps, it's like, you know what, we, we just got to win. Uh, they want to get back to where they were before some of these guys leave, and I'm going to go there. And my third wild card team, you mentioned Chicago. I, I think they have a shot. I'm not putting them in. I'm not putting Dallas in here because, you know, F Dallas. <laughs> and um, I think there's just too many teams. I mean, Dallas could easily be there. Yeah, I, I don't it's, it's hard. I, I'm almost willing to put a third NFC South team and put the Falcons in here. It I could think the be. Falcons could be the third I think the Falcons are going to be – are going to rebound big. You know, but um, – but I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna land here. I'm gonna go. Um, man, this is brutal. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna stay in the north. But I'm. I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna say that Chicago sputters when it counts. Um, I guess not when it counts. They're gonna sputter early. I feel like Chicago is gonna have a little trouble getting. They're gonna the be that going team that that up. surges, but just too a little too late. And, and I'm going to have um, Aaron Rodgers getting one last chance to prove himself. I'm going to take Green Bay here as my third wild card team. Um, you're right. The LaFleur experiment is going to fail. They're not going to end up winning a title. But I think I think just 
Aaron Rodgers and the weapons around him. And I think kind of, you know, the Aaron Jones early, but you're going to see a little A.J. Dillon late. Um, and the defense, moderate at best, probably third or fourth in the NFC North uh, as far as uh, defensive ranking. But but uh, I think offensively they're going to have enough to get uh, to get there, assuming everybody does. Yeah, I know, I know there's a lot of people who, who think that if, if Green Bay really sputters Maybe hard – that if Maybe Green- everybody gets the virus and the teams with no <laughs> fans, like the Browns and everybody. Else. Maybe these, you know, the, the teams from the desert, like Arizona. Just, I think Arizona is a sneaky one. I had them as a potential. Wild yeah, card. they're they're one to watch with with DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, and if he and can get if like, he can get chemistry with Kyler, Kyler Murray. Like, but I know, yeah, like Kyler Murray, and and if Kenyon Drake stays healthy and Kyler Murray, he's got a lot of weapons to throw to. I, I don't know. I think you could see an air show out there in, in the desert and. Uh, that could ju- they could easily replace Seattle as my uh, second AFC West seed. Oh uh, no NFC doubt. But uh, I know there's a, there's people that think that if, if Green Bay really sputters, that uh, Aaron Rodgers may be a, a trade deadline deal. Uh, well, be, and, and it I wouldn't really, spu- and it wouldn't surprise me because they did draft they did draft Love, they did draft Love in the first round this year. So they're obviously they're they're looking past Aaron Rodgers, whether it's this year, next year, whatever. Right, and I don't think. Um, I mean, the big thing is, is that I think it's going to take a pretty heavy sputter for that to happen. If they're two and think, six. You know, if they're two and six at the midway point, th- there's there's going to be a bubble. There's going to be a bubble team that's going to that's going to go. Uh, yes, sir. I, I think I think the the failing uh, of Green Bay slash moderate success is going to be a pretty even um, kind of scattering throughout the season. I think it's going to be a steady like six to seven hundred ball and and uh, hope for the best. Uh, you know, maybe they finish at that like ten and six mark. Um, so for my wild card, I need that to not happen. Make it pretty interesting <laughs> um, to see where he would land. But uh, but I think, you know, Aaron's not going to want that call uh, for the city of Green. If they're at all competitive or have any semblance of a chance at the north, he's not going to want to go anywhere. Um, all right, so who, Sean, do you have coming out of the NFC as your NFC champion? I have Minnesota. Um, you know, obviously you lose Stephon Diggs, but I, I, I think you gain a, a a stronger team coming out of it. I know they had to, they they were banged up a little bit defensively towards the end last year, um, and and I think as good of a receiver as Stephon Diggs is, I think that this team becomes more of a unit this year. And uh, I like Minnesota to be your NFC champion uh, this year. Who is your NFC champion? I'll give you a guess. Um, I think Minnesota is <laughs> going to be one of those teams to get get through there. Um, but I do think that um, – I don't want to say the Eagles felt slighted last year uh, with the mess of injuries they had throughout the season um, and the success they were able to have despite those. Sure. Um, I think they put a lot of pieces in play and they – they realized that there was a lot of scenarios there where even down the wide receiver depth chart, if they'd have just had some speed and guys with hands and they went after wide receivers, they were like, if these guys are going to start dropping like flies, we need a lot of flies. <laughs> and and um, so they, uh, they got him that. Now we have some holes in the offensive line, some guys that are out for the year or for a large chunk of it. And, you know, hopefully, you know, throughout the last few years, we, we've luckily and unluckily we've had a chance to get guys ready, but I think the defense is ready to play. I think, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are your are your NFC champion when it's all said and done, and are uh, back to the Super Bowl for the Oof. second time in recent memory. All right, let's jump over to the AFC. I have the Buffalo Bills as your AFC champion. I think uh, with the changing of the guard in New England, it opens up a door 
uh, that has been bolted shut for the last decade and a half. Uh, so I like Buffalo to build on what they were doing a year ago. They, they pick up the victory in the AFC East. Uh, I like the Ravens coming out of the North. I think that that team's only going to get better this year. I think Lamar is going to be better. Um, uh, in the South, I like the Indianapolis Colts. I think Phillip Rivers, um, I think he's going to – I really think he's going to feel less pressure to be successful in Indy because he was drafted so high in San Diego slash Los Angeles that um, there was always pressure to succeed. You had to bring a championship uh, to that franchise. You had to get them back to the Super Bowl where they hadn't been since the early 90s. The Colts have had success, obviously, with Peyton Manning, with Andrew Luck. And I don't think I don't know that people are necessarily expecting them to be a Super Bowl champion, but I think with the pressure off, Phillip Rivers can throw the freaking football, and there's a lot of talent on that Colts team. If they if they can, they can even play a, a quarter of a quality defense on that on that field. I think Indy's going to be solid. Uh, in the West, the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, come on, nothing else needs to be said there. Uh, my wild card teams in the AFC. I like the Texans, obviously, who who have. Uh, been near the top. They they locked up Deshaun Watson for a few more years. Uh, they're going to be my first wild card. I like the Steelers to bounce back this year. If Ben Roethlisberger stay healthy, uh, they, they've, they've kind of put a few more pieces at the wide receiver position. I think that defense is going to be great. I think the Steelers are going to be a little bit more reminiscent of what people think of when they think of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But my number three wild card team, you didn't think we were going to get an NFL playoffs without that team from Foxborough, uh, Cam Newton and the uh, New England Patriots. And, and I, I know people are like, man, they're, it's going to be a whole different thing. And it is going to be a whole different thing. You're not going to recognize these Patriots. New uniforms, new quarterback, new look. But but a, a key thing to remember, Sean, is Josh McDaniel, the, the offensive coordinator there, was the coach in Denver, or at least the offensive coordinator, when uh, when Tim Tebow was in Denver and they found success. So with, with a guy like Cam Newby, he can stay healthy. I, I like New England um, to, to – I mean, the AFCs, Miami, I know some people like Miami. I'm not too fond – I think they're going to be better, but I don't think they're going to be – I like a, Miami. I don't love Miami. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, and the Jets stink. So I think you're going to – you're, you're, you're going to – find success it's not going to be what we're used to i think maybe an eight and eight team but you might be able to sneak in uh the the afc uh playoffs at eight and eight so i like the patriots as my number three all right well we got some overlaps we got some differences uh i have i also have buffalo winning the east um although i'm not gonna lie to you i i love cam newton and and uh, i think he's a man possessed he's a guy that kind of got um you know wins an mvp gets hurt never gets a chance to try to repeat that MVP success. Sure. And um, what better scenario to be in. Um, and then, the, the you know, mad hooder. and the best case for him is he's in a situation where he's got a coach that's not going to put up with a mouth or an attitude. So not yeah. that he's necessarily had one, but if he had any semblance of like a me attitude, I don't think we're going to see the, the same eccentric Cam Newton at, at press conferences and things like that. But now, will he still be able to have a personality? I think so. Absolutely. But it's yeah, not absolutely. gonna. It's not going to be what it was in Carolina. Right. And well, when they had that signing, it was the whole mystery of like, well, is he going to be a starter? And like, uh, we we love this other guy. And well, that signing, there was no way that that Cam Newton signing was anything. Yeah. But he was Cam not going to be the backup. 
Yeah, no, you're not signing a former MVP to like back up some unproven rookie or second year player. It's just not going to happen. Right. Uh, but I have Buffalo. I have Baltimore. It's hard to pick against Baltimore uh, in anything right now. Sure. Um, well, baseball. Now, in my <laughs> South, I differ. My South, I have Houston. You had them as a wild card. I have them winning the South. Um, you know, I, I think Deshaun Watson, like you said, got got the money. Uh, sometimes that's a downfall. I don't think it is for, for Deshaun Watson. I think he's too talented. Um, you know, losing DeAndre Hopkins, I'm sure, is going to affect things a skosh. Um, you know, he's a hard guy to, to replace. Um, but, you know, I mean, they signed a Randall Cobb that's essentially the same guy. And, um, yeah. you know, you yeah, plug him in. basically the same guy. Basically same player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you have a David Johnson. You know, you can dump the ball off a lot more. You can take some chances down the field because you got him. Hopefully um, that works out. If Will Duke, Fuller David stays healthy. <laughs> David and Duke Johnson. Um, but, uh, yeah, in the West, it was funny because I, I was trying to scroll through the players, the teams in the West earlier when I was filling this sheet out. And I had written Denver, forgetting that the Chiefs were in the West. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, there's that Mahomes guy and my man Andy Reid. He's uh, pretty good. Yeah, they're all they're all pretty pretty okay. So so yeah, I got Kansas City with you. That's going to be a tough one to to do. Now I do have Denver in a wild card spot. I have them in my second wild card technically, um, behind Indianapolis. I have the Colts. I kind of am on you know that Philip Rivers bandwagon with you uh, with that. Um, and I fought hard not to try to get New England out of here with you. I really did. I'm like, <laughs> I right. I had, we just had, we don't want them. In. I had Miami penciled in. I had Las Vegas penciled in. I could see any of those doing it. Um, How cool is that stadium in Vegas, by the way? No, oh, it's it's dope. It's like a giant video game system. And it, it looks it, like much like the yeah. Cowboys. If there's ever if there's a stadium in the AFC that's probably going to be a full capacity, it's Vegas. Because casinos are probably at full capacity as it is, so who gives a shit? Casinos have been open since April. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I want to put Vegas in there. I, I think they're kind of a sneaky pick and could replace uh, Denver in this in this mix. You know, they could be that second West team. Um, but there's too many question marks. I think Denver's got a good defense, so I put them in. But I got New England as my third wild card as well. Um, and coming out of the AFC all around, I guess to meet Philadelphia – um, would put it right down, uh, right down Route 95. I, I have Philly against Baltimore. Uh, oh in wow! My okay, Super Bowl. I, I think, and it's going to take. I still haven't written who's winning that game yet. I can in a moment. I have. I have mine. Uh, I have the Chiefs coming out of the AFC, um, similar to the Clemson in college football. Until you can prove to me that you can beat them. Uh, I refuse to believe that they can actually be beaten. I mean, you're talking about a Chiefs team that was beaten for, for three quarters in multiple playoff games last year, and they won the Super Bowl. So, um, it was hard to pick against Kansas <laughs> like, State. Jesus. Big red out there. But, you know, and, and I it was, uh, it was on the herd yesterday. They were talking, and there's a great point. If, you know, the, the Titans had the Chiefs dead to rights in the third quarter. You know, other team had had the Chiefs dead to rights in the playoffs. So if you can, if you can figure out, you're not gonna you're not gonna stop Mahomes. You you're not gonna stop Mahomes. You're not gonna you're not gonna totally. No, no, that's incorrect. You're gonna stop Mahomes for the first so many minutes. Right. You got to figure out how to just get that last piece 
That yeah. last piece, so and maybe Tennessee. You know, I don't have Tennessee in my playoffs because I think they're gonna. I think yeah, they're gonna settle back. They're gonna be close. They're gonna be good. I like Vrabel and I like that team, but I think there's gonna be a little bit of a hangover from last year because they went so much further than they expected. You know, and I have Houston and Indianapolis in. I could easily see it being Tennessee and Indianapolis, sure. Houston and Tennessee, but I don't see three teams coming out of that division. No, no. Um, but to me, it's it's the Chiefs. I have them winning the Super Bowl. I have Mahomes as my league MVP. Like, you know, it, it just – I mean, the guy – like, he's – you know, he's the highest paid player in NFL history, and they right. – he is worth every penny, probably yeah, more. James. Like he's he, got engaged. He's got the Super Bowl. He's got the money. Like Andy, Andy Reid finally found a way to not beat himself. <laughs> and if you want to know the secret to beating Andy Reid, it's just wait. Just <laughs> right. wait. Like just let Andy him let him start working the clock. Andy let him will coach himself out of the cardboard box and then coach himself right back into. Like it. he didn't have the the opportunity to do that last year because they got oh. so far behind. If that the, he if, had no choice but to coach the, out. If, if the Chiefs get into a, if they get out to a lead in a playoff game, dead, dead. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's first round against the the New England, dead. If it's first round against the Texans, dead. First round against Steelers, dead. If they get a lead, they're in trouble. They're in big trouble. But uh, Sean, who's your Super Bowl champion and your league MVP? All right, I got um. Right down Route 95, Philly, Baltimore. It took everything not to do, but I picked Philly, Kansas City last year, so <laughs> I I didn't want to do it a second year. But I got Philly, Baltimore, uh, and in a close Super Bowl, I have Philadelphia uh, winning the Battle of uh, I-95 uh, for their second Super Bowl championship. Ew. Uh, MVP. Man, it's hard not to pick Lamar Jackson. Like I still think if they're going, if they're going to be that good, <laughs> like it's going to be real hard. But um, ironic, I think the quarterback of either of those two teams in my Super Bowl could be the MVP. I'd love to see it be Carson Wentz. Um, now, do they vote after? No, the I think I think the, the the league MVP is regular season only. Right. Well, my question is, do they? No, I don't, I think we knew it was Lamar before the Super Bowl was over. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to go Lamar Jackson back-to-back MVPs. I want to pick Carson Wentz there. I think it would be awesome to have him as one. I think Lamar Jackson wins your regular season MVP. Uh, because of that, maybe a bit overconfident in the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, Super Bowl MVP. All right. And then uh, let's look before we get to the over-under for win totals, let's look ahead to uh, next spring, hopefully in Vegas and not in Roger Goodell's basement uh, for the 2021 NFL Draft. Who? Sean, to you, is the number one pick. I have the Carolina Panthers. I think they are in full rebuild mode. Luke Keekley's down there. Yeah. Luke Keekley's gone. Bridgewater's your quarterback. You have Matt Rule, who may end up being a great coach, but he's, you know, he went from Temple to Baylor to Carolina in like three and a half years. Like, you know, he may end up being great. Uh, he's he signed a seven-year deal. I think he has a great football mind. Um, but outside of Christian McCaffrey, I think this team is just dumpster, dumpster, dumpster. I think that um, – I know, like, the Jaguars look like they're in tank mode. 
Um, but I, I think Carolina is going to be worse than uh, than Jacksonville. So I have the Carolina Panthers as my 2021 uh, number one pick. Well, I got a handful of teams that could easily be down there. Um, you know, I, I could see the Browns continuing to fall, but they should have enough talent not to. But I, I mean, I got Jacksonville listed there. I have the Chargers listed here as real Chargers bad. Chargers could be bad. <laughs> New York shouldn't be. The Giants. The Jets could be. Jets could be. Giants, Giants shouldn't and, be. And, you know, all these teams could be absolute garbage mm-hmm. uh, at, at any time. But I'm going to go with the same garbage team that I pick every year, uh, primarily because this year they don't even have a name. I'm going to take the Washington football team as the worst team in football. And I'm going to have them drafting. Um, I'm going to say it doesn't – failed experiment – well, whoever ends up down there is going to be considered a failed quarterback experiment. I think Lawrence is your number one pick for that team. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, all right. And now let's let's move on here, Sean. We have we you know I pulled this from Odds Shark uh, yesterday uh, for the over under in terms of win totals. We'll go team by team, rapid fire. If you want to give any thoughts uh, on a specific team, you can do all that. Right. Um, over under. Yeah, Arizona seven and a half wins. I have them at under. Um, I just, you know, like Kyler Murray, he's got to show me a little bit more. Hopefully, he's got the chemistry with DeAndre Hopkins. But I'm going to go under. Arizona over. over for you. Atlanta Falcons seven and a half. I have under, even though I think they can be improved. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna stumble early. Seven and a half, Atlanta. Well, my answer is going to help your pick for Carolina with the first pick over. Okay. Uh, Baltimore, 11 and a half. Now I had written down under, but I am, I'm actually going to, I'm going to change it. I'm going to, I'm going to change it 11th hour. I'm going to go over Baltimore, 11 and a half. Well, he's my MVP. I got to go over. That's a smart play. Uh, Buffalo nine. I'm going to go slight over. Yes. I'm with you. Barely over. Uh, Carolina five and a half. Uh, I'm going to go under. I think Carolina is going to be an absolute dumpster fire. I think they're going to they're they're in what again and I and I go back to this AFC, NFC South could be the best division in football this year. So you're playing six games against them, and then you got to you know you got to win ten others. Uh, you know you got to play ten other games. Carolina is going to win four at best if it's a good year. Carolina under. So you have. I mean, I think McCaffrey's good enough to win at least two on his own, maybe three. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is better than people think he is. He got a pretty good receiving core, despite what you seem to think about it. Um, (laughs) And that defense has been mediocre, but like on the right side of mediocre. I'm going to take over. I've gone over on every pick, I think, to this point. I'm going to take over. Not everyone can go over. Uh, Chicago, eight and a half. I have them making the playoffs, so I'm going to go over. Sean, you got under? I'm gonna take. I got to take under somewhere. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll bet against Chicago. Cincinnati five and a half. Uh, I started writing down over, but I, I I ultimately went under for Cincinnati. Ride that burrow over the mountain. Over. Over. Uh, Cleveland eight and a half. I'm gonna go over. I think Baker is gonna be much improved this year. Over. I got too high on them too fast. I had them in the playoffs last year. Under, 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 underperformed. Yeah, under. see, I, I have them, you know, at eight and a half, I have them winning nine games. It's like, it's the slightest of overs. Um, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, nine and a half. I'm going to go over, obviously. 
Well, I have them not making the wild card, so I have them probably right around that nine and a half win. Can they actually win nine and a half? Uh, well, they play Washington twice, so is like a win against Washington really a full win? Under. Under, okay. Uh, Denver, seven and a half over. I like Denver to be a little bit improved this year. You haven't gone to playoffs. They got to go over. Uh, Detroit, six and a half. I went under. Like, I mean, Stafford, if Stafford stays healthy, if Adrian Peterson works out, if they're running, they could go 11 and five and win the North. Yeah, They were good for a good point for the first half of the year last year. And then Stafford blew up and and it all fell apart. But I think, I think Matt Patricia is going to be fired mid season. So I'm going to go, I'm going under. And it's what number six and a half, uh, six and a half. Same to go six and ten. I'm not I gonna got say the Bears going under. I'll take the Lions over. Lions will win. The like Lions seven over. Uh, Green Bay nine. I, I went under because I have that thing blowing up. Yeah, you had to go under. I, I just don't know how many Minnesota's gonna win. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Green Bay at the over. We'll we'll put them at about ten and six, maybe eleven and five, and if the ball bounces the right way, and late October. <laughs> uh, Houston seven and a half. I'm going over. Seven and a half. Yeah, that's over. Uh, I think that's your of the ones I've heard so far. That to me feels like the best lock, the easiest. But yeah, I, that, that's that's borderline lock it up. Um, Indy nine. I have them winning the division, so I'm going over. They could be in that wild card at nine. <sighs> right? Are they a push? Because they're one of the few that's a, that's a flat number. I'm gonna edit. I'm gonna edit my. Other picks. I'm going to take Indianapolis under, and I'm replacing them with Tennessee in the wild card. I've been back and forth since this morning. I'm taking Tennessee as my second, as my first wild card. Not Indianapolis. Indianapolis is under. All right. Uh, where was I? We were in Indy. Let's go to Jacksonville. Four and a half. I'm going to go the slightest of overs. Jacksonville's going to go five and eleven. <laughs> Gutsy call. <laughs> I do love Gardner Minshew. I'll take over with you. There we we'll go. go Gardner Minshew. Ride that mustache to five wins. Much like Baltimore, Kansas City, 11 and a half. I'm going over with Kansas City as well. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with you. I think that Jacksonville one, though, I think there's a good chance that Gardner Minshew, just like get rid of Foles, ride the Minshew train, is just a good attempt to get Trevor Lawrence. It could be. That, that's a train with a penny and on the track. Either Minshew works out and you win a lot of games while you're not paying a guy and you sell a bunch of jerseys and maybe you have your franchise quarterback or you don't. And or, it blows yeah. up in or your it face just blows up you get Trevor Lawrence. Get Trevor Lawrence. Um, Kansas City over. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, seven and a half. I'm going over. I think they're going to they win nine games, maybe ten. I don't think every team in the league can win nine games. I feel like where we're balancing our overs and unders. Yeah, I I, I was thinking about that as I was going down the list, and I'm writing them down. I'm like, you know what? I'm it's I'm. I don't think it's mathematically possible for as many teams as I've said. Probably not, but you know, like that that just that just means that some of the ones that you're predicting are actually going to hit, though. That's right. Vegas over. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers seven and a half under. Under, under, under. They're going to be bad. They're going to be my second finalist. It was Washington Jets or Chargers for the last uh, number one pick. Like obviously, you know, twenty twenty, COVID nineteen, pandemic, millions of people sick, thousands of people dead, uh, horrible situation. This may be best case scenario for the Los Angeles Chargers because you have a giant stadium worth a billion dollars. They weren't going to be able to put a lot of people in there. Now you don't even have to worry about that because the city of Los you know Angeles, what? the city of Los Angeles, is like you can't put people in a stadium. The Chargers are like, 
And the Chargers didn't know what was going on. They're like, yeah, we know. We're, we're trying to get fans. And they're like, no, you actually <laughs> they, can't. You literally. Out. Yeah, they're like, Chargers, you can't put say crowd in the stadium. Yeah, I know. And then we, they were like, oh, we couldn't perfect. do it. We couldn't do it in Carson. Taylor is a starter. And when this blows up in our face, we'll draft Trevor Lawrence. We couldn't. We couldn't put people in the crowd in Carson City. How the hell are we going to do it in Los yeah, Angeles? Yeah, the Tyrod Taylor experiment is also an attempt to get Trevor Lawrence. In oh case yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. My it was Panthers or Chargers for me, as as yeah, my okay. as my number one pick. Uh, let's stay in Los Angeles. Los Angeles Rams nine. I'm taking the under on them. I think they are going to be the last place team in that division. Take the under. I agree. I have them fourth in that division. So actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna revert back. I'm gonna change my seven and a half Cardinals over to over, as opposed to an under. Because you're taking the Rams. Because I'm taking yeah. the Rams under. Yes. Uh, Miami six and a half. Oh, Slight over. <laughs> They're gonna win six point seven five games. <laughs> they can get seven. Uh, I think I'll they can get the seven because I almost had them finishing ahead of New England until I really thought about it. Like, two is going to start at some point, right? There's no way Fitzpatrick is that starter for the whole year. Fitzmagic, man. Fitzmagic. Can't bet, against, can't bet against the I had him riding Fitzmagic to the AFC East Championship. Jesus. It, who, it's 2020, probably. Uh, Minnesota, nine. I, I'm going over because I have them going all the way to Super Bowl. <laughs> I'll take over on Minnesota at nine. New England, nine. Over. <sighs> They're going to win ten. My last wild card. I had Buffalo at over. I have New England at over. Even nine. That's you, a push. Are you going to push? Are you going to push? That's a push at nine wins. Push at nine wins. That's a gutsy call. <laughs> I'm calling push at nine wins. Um, New Orleans. Wait, where did I have? I had them winning the division. Oh, yeah, I screwed that Whatever one. It's an over. Uh, ten and a half. I'm changing mine to over. I wrote under. What was I thinking? Over for, for New over. Orleans. I have them winning that division as well. The New York Giants, six and a oh, half. Oh, no, I have them finished second in that division. What was it, ten and a half? Ten and a half. So Tampa Bay would have to win like 13 games? Yeah, their over-under is at nine and a half. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. I'll still take over. Okay, all right. Uh, the New York Giants, six and a half under. I think they're going to be bad. Not Washington bad, but they're going to be bad. And at six and a half, I'm going to say they can win six. Six, Maybe five or six. Six, yeah. Six and ten. New York Jets, seven under. Under. Not even close. Uh, Eagles, nine and a half over. Over. Uh, 49ers, ten and a half. I have over. Over. Seattle, nine over. <laughs> Is that your push? Uh, that You know what? That's a push for me. All right. I'll take over. I have them in the playoffs. I changed mine to I changed mine to a push. Uh, Tampa Bay nine and a half over. I have to take over. You have there. to. Yes, have you have to. I almost had them beating Baltimore and going to the or beating uh, Philadelphia and going, but then I realized I can't. You can't have Tom Brady beating the beating the Eagles. Tennessee eight and a half. I'm changing mine. I had written over. I'm going under. I think they're going to have a hangover from last year. Tennessee under. And I had half. written under, but I'm gonna switch it. To you gotta over switch it over because you haven't going to playoffs. Wow. And then finally, this may be one of the easier ones. Washington football team, five and a half. That, by the way, that's your Browns number from last year was five and a half. Lock it up. That's a lock yeah. it up. That's a stone cold lock. Under. Washington. Lock it up. Under. Under. Five and a half. Put a chain around it. Lock it up. That one's easy. 
That Shane one. it right to Houston at over. <laughs> throw him in, in a safe. That yeah. one's real easy. And then finally, Sean, obviously, uh, my Capitals never even cared about the bubble. Your Eagles had the heartbreak, uh, or your Flyers, Flyers your Flyers had the heartbreak this past weekend in Game 7. Heartbreak the only way Philadelphia does it, which is to get you to the <laughs> get your brink of excitement. And then snatch it out. And then just crap their pants. Fall off the face of the plate. Yeah, that was, uh, that was not a good Game 7. Could have just lost in game five. I'd have been like, I've been right, upset. Right, right. Why did you have to take it to seven if you're going to do or that? Or go to seven and lose in overtime. Be like, okay, that was a heck of a game. Yeah, you know, like, you know, maybe the Islanders are just that good. Uh, but we have our final four. Vegas, Dallas. Uh, Dallas, of course, winning game one. Pretty convincing fashion. Right now, though, uh, Vegas, three goals in the second period. One even was waved off. So it could have been four. Um, just kicking the teeth out of Dallas tonight. Um so un- unless Dallas really comes out firing, uh, Vegas and Dallas is going to be at 1-1. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who were sitting idle for almost a week, it felt like, 8-2 uh, to two over the New York Islanders last night. Uh, Islanders are going to bounce back tomorrow. There's no way that they're going to let that sit. But uh, you know, Tampa Bay finally looks like that team – that they haven't been for the couple of years. Like they were becoming the new sharks. And what I say when I say that, I mean they're the team that is great in the regular season, but ultimately they were never they were never able to really put it together. And until they told me they could, I wasn't going to believe in them. Now maybe I'm starting to believe that this version of the Tampa Bay Lightning is actually really good. Um so looking at the final four, Vegas and Dallas in the West Tampa Bay and New York Islanders in the East. John, who do you have advancing in this one? For me, um, despite losing game one, Dallas actually changed their goalie, so they're almost waving the white flag here for for game number two. Um, I like Vegas to win this series. Uh, This one may go all the way to seven. These two teams are pretty damn close to each other. Um, And then in the East, I'm I'm still going to go the Islanders. Despite what happened in, in, in game number two or game number one, I like the Islanders. I you know they remind me of a team. You can see the banner over my head here in 2018. Uh, Barry Trotz. I feel like that banner gets smaller every year. Well, it kind of does. I mean, my head gets bigger. I think is what it is. Okay, um, but uh, Barry Trotz and uh, you know that coaching staff. I know what that coaching staff can do. A loss in game one means nothing to them. Um, that I think they're going to bounce back tomorrow. And, uh, and, 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 and start going, I think that series only goes five or six games. I don't think they're going to push it all the way to seven. So I like my Stanley cup final to be Vegas and the Islanders. Uh, I'm going to differ on you a little bit. Uh, I like Vegas in the West. I I think Dallas is going to falter kind of quick here. I think they kind of got caught. Both teams came off game seven wins. Um, but I think Vegas just kind of got caught in a slip up kind of series. Uh, I think I think if Colorado's goalie doesn't get hurt, I don't think Dallas ever gets out of that series. And I think Dallas has made yeah. it as far as they're going to. Uh, I have Vegas winning that one a little earlier than you, probably about game five or six. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have it going seven. Um, and unlike the most, a lot of these Flyers fans that seem to think like, oh, you beat us, I hope Tampa Bay kills you. I have no problem with the team that beats us going uh, and winning the whole thing. I, I just I feel like that series with the Flyers may have taken enough um, – out of the sales, I think a little extra games, and I, and I think that rest is going to come into play. I think Tampa comes out, wins the first couple, and then the Islanders scrap back into it, 
kind of like the Flyers did, but ultimately run out of gas and Tampa takes it late game six or seven. Uh, so I got Tampa against Las Vegas and then I have Las Vegas um, beating Tampa. Yeah, I mean, Vegas Vegas was my Stanley Cup champion from the beginning uh, when we put the brackets together, uh, so I'm not going to sway uh, off of them as long as they're still in the damn thing, so I'm, I'm going to continue with uh, with Vegas beating the Islanders uh, in the uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals. So, Sean, uh, do, you have, uh, do you have anything else uh, that you want to hit on here before we close this thing out? Well, I mean, all I got to say is um... – I don't know what how this stacks up to, to the most exciting moments in sports seasons, um, but it's a pretty exciting, rare time. You get to watch the Stanley Cup Finals. You get to watch this dawn of the uh, NFL season, and you get to watch the kind of fade into the tail end of Major League Baseball, and I think that's pretty darn exciting. You can follow me following it at Shine State on Twitter from St. Petersburg. And you can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Make sure you're following the show. We are now on YouTube. We are now on Instagram. So if you go to tinyurl dot three or uh, dot, uh, I'm thinking of Thursday night. Tinyurl dot com slash huddle up pod YouTube. If you go to at huddle up podcast or huddle up pod on Instagram, huddle up podcast Facebook and Twitter is where you can find us. Um, and honestly, if you go to any of our social media pages, we have the link tree. Um, just click on that. That has every single link uh, related uh, to what we are doing. So make sure you check us out there. And uh, make sure you check out our home network, NGSC Sports. Subscribe to the podcast. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a rate and review. Hey, enjoy the first week of football, college, the NFL this weekend. Don't know how long it's going to last. But while it's here, uh, let's enjoy it. So until next time, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.